Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke. Join me on the show are Brian and Kevin from Upstate Empire Fitness in Utica, New York. Welcome to the show, guys. How are you today? Thanks, Brooke. Yeah, doing well. Yeah, doing well. Happy to be here. I'm happy to have you guys here and to learn from you today. But before we dive into, you know, the business stuff, which is what everyone is here to really hear about, I would like to get a little bit of a background. You know, ultimately, um, Brian, what was it that made you decide to open up this fitness business? Uh, Yeah. So in 2012, I had started an online training company. And I was working as a personal trainer at um, at the facility. Actually, we, we we purchased the facility that I used to work at. So that's what we're in now. Um, so I was working as a personal trainer. I started diving into some online training just to kind of uh, make it a little easier on myself to, one, support uh, my career financially while still having a life outside of being in the gym all the time. I'm sure a lot of personal trainers can relate to the fact of long hours, you know, the um, – difficulty, you know, sometimes clients don't show up and everything else. So I wanted to just kind of move over to the online side. And in 2012, I did that. And by 2013, 14, I think I went from like eight clients to, I think I broke, uh, broke a hundred clients to like mid 2014. So, and it kind of scaled from there. And then um, it became a little bit more popular locally. I think it's funny because we, we spoke about this before, is in 2000, early 2014, I had more clients um, abroad than I did in the city that I actually live in now. And then it kind of caught fire in 2014 and just kind of elevated and then, you know, brought another coach on and, um, you know, we were managing over 200 clients just from an online standpoint. And uh, I did a lot of travel um, at that point too. So um, able to work remotely, I kind of could live as a nomad if I really wanted to. So it was nice to be able to travel. And wherever I traveled, I always went to new gyms. And I always stopped at like local spots. I always stopped at things that were new, something that like, you know, was like a locally owned family owned business. And I was like, would buy a shirt and I would always get ideas like, man, you know, I would love to bring a lot of this, uh, this like things that I've been exposed to, you know, and things that I enjoy to my area and uh, just create this like perfect gym because I had a nice home gym set up, but it's like, man, I would love to have like a really big commercial facility. So um, that, that kind of, that kind of sparked the interest. I knew that our area could have uh, used something a little bit new, a little bit more fresh. And, um, you know, the opportunity arose and uh, we came to the agreement in 2018. We opened the doors to Upstate Park Fitness, the, the gym. So sweet. And like, we talked about this off air a little bit, but like, this is a pretty unique path because most people decide to have their gym and then go into the online. Yeah, as people are running from pick and motor. <laughs> and you did the opposite thing here, started online, built your business, traveled around, saw other gyms and you're like, hmm, maybe I should do this in my area. Um, Combine all your awesome ideas and built like the perfect place for you. And now you guys have Upstate Empire Fitness. Give us your best elevator pitch of, you know, who you are, what products you serve, paint a picture for the listener here. Okay. Everyone talk about Yeah. I mean, to be honest, we have stri- like strived to offer everything to anybody. And I mean, we have been increasing our equipment. 
I mean, we went from a very kind of like, I would say by like general, like in bodybuilding type of like facility, like with like, you know, cable towers, uh, we had brand new equipment, um, a lot of hammer strength stuff, which is awesome. Um, and then we started like dive into like the powerlifting community as well, because we saw a huge, uh, population in our area loved it to powerlift. So we, we started to add more stuff there. And then we started to add, you know, huge 180 pound, 200 pound tires, a, uh, you know, uh, the Atlas stones. We've, so now we're hitting like strongman, and like, we, we have so many ideas that, you know, we are a facility that really tries to make no excuses. We have the daycare. We're 24 seven. We don't want there to be any reason why somebody can't walk through our doors and say, you know, I just don't have the time or I, I can't see myself getting my efficient workout here. So we have done a lot in that regards to really make uh, everybody comfortable with awesome equipment and awesome staff, um, you know, trying to bring people in. And we kind of talked earlier about retention. A lot of that is also like that gym feel. So we've done a lot of work there and we, we, we still have, you know, we still have so many good ideas that we really upstate empire fitness, like is a place that anybody can come in and get a hell of a workout and then ultimately enjoy their time. So I think that like sums the gym setting up pretty well. Yeah. As, as far as, as far as services go too, we, we do offer, um, both online and in-person uh, training. So uh, we have nutrition coaching as well, which yep. most, most gyms do. Um, we kind of pride ourselves on those services because that is exactly how this gym um, started. It, our, our bones are made of, you know, online coaching from training and nutrition uh, and proper uh, training prescriptions. So we really, um, we really pride ourselves there. You know, that's our, that's our bread and butter. So our services Yep. Definitely our bread and butter. And not even from, you know, just praying ourselves and say, Hey, we have, we have the best training, um, you know, from a, a, a financial standpoint, I mean, that's where we really, that's where we've really seen a lot of growth and gain. So. Yeah. I mean, that's a really good point. And kind of something that I'd like to touch on here is like, you know, we can have this really big gym and have tons of equipment, but if we don't put a focus on training, like we're kind of missing out a little bit Fair and enough. we're, we're doing our clients a disservice because not everybody knows how to walk into a gym and create a workout for themselves and be successful and see the results that they want. And so offering training is huge. And it's honestly really good for the business too, because we're bringing in more revenue through PT typically than we would gym memberships. What's the percentage of like um, your revenue coming from PT right now? Uh, we're probably, we're probably like the 20% range as far as PT goes. If that's, if you're talking in person. Uh, yeah, yeah. If we're talking in person, online coaching uh, makes up a, a pretty large majority of our, our our monthly income. So I would say that's probably upwards of like thirty five to forty percent. Wow, that's income. that's pretty impressive. How are you guys like? Yeah, it's it's a the model is. I'm sorry, I didn't catch up. The, no, the, the model is interesting. So coming from an online standpoint, knowing okay, I feel very comfortable coaching someone that lives in Brazil. Done this, and then bring it to. Uh, you know, bring in person. Now we both know that with in-person training comes overall cost and time. And we can only manage so many clients in person. You know, you can have a, a house full of, uh, of trainers, but then you kind of water down services. So we're very, very picky with who becomes a trainer at the gym uh, as it stands. And generally I like to have those trainers have already worked with myself or another coach and understand the model because we don't want to, um, 
we also want to have a continuity there in terms of how services are run. Not every coach is going to do their own thing. They are, they're going to have their own style, but it's going to be run fairly the same as far as check-ins, as far as uh, data uh, control, as far as, you know, training. Um, so the, the model was set up where we do these in-person services, which are a little bit more expensive online services, and then bridge into an online program. So most people that do in-person services generally graduate, we call it, into yeah. an online program uh, where it's one, it's more cost effective for the client and for the coach. Now we're managing more clients online. We're giving them more, um, more tools right. and, um, you know, it kind of, it's a win-win for everybody in that, in that scenario. So it's, it's been a nice little model. That, yeah. Uh, I mean, what we really do and like what I've been, uh, telling my clients for, I started in 2018 as a, uh, so I'm a certified strength and conditioning coach. I started at 2018 when we opened up the gym told every client that I've had come like to me is like, I basically am kind of like shooting myself in the foot here. I'm training you in person. So that way in person, you kind of don't need me anymore from a coaching standpoint. That's where we go graduate into coaching. But like, if I see you in three years and you're doing everything correctly, that that means that I've done my job as a trainer. Mm -hmm. I was a coach. Yeah. I can keep building you programs. And that's where a lot of people do tend to struggle because there's a lot of great information on the internet. Right. A lot of not so great information on the internet. Um, so when we kind of like graduate our clients to online clients, it's still nice because I see them coming through the doors, um, especially like my in-person clients here. I've trained a few people outside of this facility online, which that's a little bit harder. You kind of like are basically, again, like you've done it across yeah. the world. So yeah. you're Enjoy basing life. all of like your data on communication. but here. You know, if I see that client, you know, and I have them online, hey, uh, I saw you kind of doing something funky with your elbow. Let, let's get together again and let's check that out, like in your bench press. So that's kind of nice. And that's basically that that model that we use is that in person into online. I mean, I think that it's smart because not everybody does something like that. They And it's not like for PT, it's not realistic for most people in most markets to do PT for like more than like six months. Like it's just a huge expense unless we're like in, you know, a really bougie area. Like that's not right. realistic. So people will right. come with us for like usually a max of like six months, get the experience that they're looking for, get the result that they're looking for. And then in many gyms, they just graduate them to a normal gym membership and say, hey, go fish on your own now. But what you guys are doing is still providing them with that value and those check-ins that they need. You know, if you see that they haven't logged their results for a little while, you're checking in on them, right? Hey, where you been? Um, things like that. And that's really smart. And, and, and again, with the online coaching, I'm sure that you're bringing in more revenue than you would just a normal gym membership. Um, yeah. are people paying, like, how does it work if they're training with you guys? Do they pay for a gym membership plus the training? Uh, generally with somebody that signs up for, uh, in-person training, they do need to enroll as a member there first. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then they can add the package on for, for, uh, for personal training. So, uh, as far as our online clients, like I do have online clients that are, well, majority of my online clients are actually remote at this point and do not attend the gym here. Uh, but when they come into town, Generally, I mean, I, I own the place. So I kind of help them out. Like, hey, you come down for a weekend or on a, on a Saturday and they'll train with them or whatever. It's just, you know, it's cool to meet right. up with those people and, and whatnot. Uh, but even that they would need a, a gym membership as well. And our gym memberships are, are fairly reasonable um, in terms of monthly costs. So, yeah. Okay. So that, um, 
that I'm glad that we touched on all of that. That's really valuable for the listener and give people some ideas, you know, how to set up a training model that makes sense. Um, and I think that this definitely does make a lot of sense um, for both the trainers, the gym owner and the clients. I mean, ultimately we want to make sure that we're providing our, our clients a ton of value because that's, what's going to make them stick around for the long haul. Um, I agree if, with that. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that in a sense too, is I, I don't want to touch on that point that you just yeah. said, because I've seen a lot of people try to uh, duplicate this model. And for anyone that's uh, uh, going to try this model, there are tons of apps out there now because when online training wasn't cool, people got a lot more communication from online coaches, whether it be email, uh, paying for Skype sessions or doing anything with, uh, with texting or something like that. Now there's apps and you just communicate through the app. And I'll be honest with you, I feel like a lot, we've tried apps and people have asked us about apps. We tried to develop our own app. And it's like a lot of these things seem really saturated or are just really watered down. And um, we, we like to communicate with our clients on a very personal basis. So we are emailing our clients. We are texting our clients. You know, they're sending us text uh, videos that are lifts. We're giving them instructions. So they're communicating us one by one. So when they do go from a, very personalized in-person session, they're not just getting information fed through an app. They're getting real feedback, whether we give them a video feedback or we give them an email feedback on very specific details that we saw that in their spreadsheets or whatever it might've been. Um, so I, I really think that if you're going to uh, move from personal training to online, it's to make sure they're getting close to that communication that got that feedback they got when they're working with you in person. It's we all, very, very yeah. important. We also do offer um, assessment, what, what are called uh, assessment sessions where, um, it doesn't build like, uh, put them into a contractual, like, Hey, you have 12 sessions as you buy, you pay as you go. This is a separate from personal training. It's just a session where if I have an online client that's saying, Hey, you know what? I'm having a real tough time with my squat. I don't know what's going on. It's not moving up. I it just feels weird. It's like, okay, let's get an assessment session where we meet, uh, when, whenever it's great for us. And, we can go over that day or if they know that their leg day is a grinder and like, right. all right, let's do an assessment session every first of the month or, or, or whatnot, first week of the month. So we definitely always try to offer more and more instruction if they, if they need it or if they want it. A lot of people like they just want them. I know they want me there for their leg day. Hey, just feel better with that, with that spotter. So and I'm like, okay, fine, great. Let's do it. So we definitely try to do everything in our power to essentially just make them the best version of themselves. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, I will agree kind of there with, you know, what you were saying beforehand, Brian, in regards to the apps. I mean, there are apps out there that make this like super automated and not as personable, but I do think that like there are apps that are good as long as the user is using them correctly, right? Um, we use Trainerize at my facility. I'm the one sending the messages out in the chat. I'm sending them links to things that I want them to see. I'm asking them for pictures of their food, videos of their lifts, those types of things. Um, and it works. Um, but when we make it super automated, that's when it's like they go from this high level experience up here, you know, working with you a couple of times a week. And then we throw them into something where it's just like not even actually us communicating with them. That's when we don't see like a lot of success. Yeah, no, it's huge. It's huge. And, and again, I think a lot of the pitches, especially as a coach, when you're getting fed this information from apps, it's like, make it seem or it's easy. Like you're still going to put 
some time and effort into this yeah. and it's, it's needed. And at the end of the day, obviously we love, we love what we do anyway. So it's not, it's not, a there isn't, there isn't anything like me just showing up behind the, behind a client that hasn't checked in in a while saying, okay. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> um, nice to see you. So. I'll, I'll literally send video messages to people like video oh, yeah. text, like <laughs> good morning hey, Ryan, where have you been <laughs> that's a good idea <laughs> i like that yeah. and like if they've been like ghosting you you send them the video message they'll respond i they like that respond, so try it <laughs> um, i like it uh sometimes i'll even go as far as like you know they normally work out in the 8 a.m class like i'll be holding the phone like there's your class. Where are you? <laughs> and you know, it's a little humor, but it's enough usually to typically like motivate people to get back in the gym. Sure. And yeah. we all know that people struggle with motivation when it comes to this kind of stuff. Well, um, and on top of that too, it's like they're paying you for service and obviously you have the knowledge, but I mean, a biggest, one of the biggest parts of a trainer or coach is just holding your, your client accountable. So yep. Yeah. So to kind of get back on to the business side of things here, I would love to kind of hear, you know, in terms of members right now, how many guys, how many members you guys house in the facility? We have just under 1300. Sweet. And it's like 12,000 square feet or around that, right? About a little over 50, there's a little, yeah, about a little under 16,000 square yeah. feet. So, you know, with, with that number of members, is that a place where you guys are feeling pretty comfortable or are you looking to like continuously take on more members and grow? Yeah, no, I think the biggest thing, especially us coming off the summer and I think we'll see a rise is I like, we like to sit around the 1500 mark. Um, generally that those, those June, July, August, early September months are, are generally a slower months for us. We are starting to see a rise now because now as the weather's starting to turn up here, it's getting colder. People have been enjoying their summers. Uh, so sure. they're very enthusiastic about their summers. And, um, you know, and now we're starting to see people come back into the gym and then we'll see that dip again like that, like right around Thanksgiving time. And then yeah, obviously we'll be off the races by January. So. Yeah, there's a lot of seasonality in this business, but I, I guess I want to ask you, like, what are you guys actively doing to like aid the growth process in terms of like, how do people in your community hear about you? Um, what do you guys do to market yourselves? I think one of the best marketing tools for us now is one, I'll t- uh, there's two right now that I would, I would say, because we just switched our billing agencies, which I really like to touch on. And Kevin will touch on too, because he's actually in charge of this, um, this, uh, the software is one, I think through Facebook and Instagram doing, um, doing posts through there and just doing, uh, using, you know, having ad spends there has been helpful. Um, but specifically when we spend money on ads, we're generally pitching services. Now we do have a nice Instagram page. It's got a beautiful layout, a decent following on there. Uh, but when we spend money on advertisement, it's generally for services where we can actually get a, a you know, a larger return on, um, but we can reach a lot of people with uh, a very small amount of money rather than going to this traditional TV radio. I know personally, I haven't had cable TV in like 10 years, like everything's smart TV, YouTube channels has been, you know, that's another, another area, which not a lot of people touch on that you can do general advertising for your facility or your services. Um, but I would say, and I'll let Kevin take this away, but we've also switched from uh, ABC financial to ASF who also has a software company called Club OS, which is specifically designed for client acquisition and um, turning leads into memberships. So there, and that's, it's an amazing, amazing uh, service and an amazing uh, app. So definitely it has given me a lot of 
a lot of control on who I can target. If I'm targeting, let's just say a specific campaign. Um, if someone was interested in, let's just say personal training and they have, uh, we have a, a little like questionnaire that they, everybody fills out before they, we take them on a gym tour, even if they don't sign up a membership. I mean, if they have clicked that they're interested in personal training, anytime that we can, we run a sale or we, uh, we're going to be bringing in a couple new coaches. I can now just limit everybody who, or target everybody who clicked that box um, under like what their interests are. And in. so it's a lot of, it's really good because I can just go down different roads to hit different people. Um, and that is the main thing. A lot of the issues is what I see, especially with social media is a lot of spamming. Uh, you know, and I know when I'm going down, like, uh, going down my Instagram feed, like if I see just three, four, nine posts a day, probably going to mute that. <laughs> you know, that's just me. I just, that's what I do. But like, um, I didn't want, the best thing about the software is I don't have to spam the entire member base. I can really target who I want. So it's a, it's a really cool software. I'm still, um, I'm still learning a lot about it and I'm enjoying it because it's, it's going to definitely help us with that retention and also just be able to broadcast different things we're doing around the gym to the right people. Yep, definitely. You guys mentioned there, like in the very beginning that you guys use like ad spend, Facebook, Instagram, you mentioned YouTube as well. Um, and I think that that's an area that I commonly hear, like most gym owners are kind of apprehensive to go down that path because people hate to spend money if they don't know if they're going to make money. Um, how beneficial has those tools been for you guys? I think the the question about, and, and Kevin said it right, is that it's very spammy. So when I'm going through any social media, I'm watching YouTube channels. I mean, we just wait for that button on the right corner to say skip ads. Like, when is that coming? And I think it has to do with the commercials. Like, we there's still a lot of businesses that just do that, like, dry, hi. My name is Brian. I'm from, I'm going to click the skip ad immediately. That does not entice me or anything like that. So um, I think doing the right, getting the right people as far as videographers, we have a, an excellent videographer who does amazing work and actually getting your audience like engaged in like what's actually going on in the video before you know it, the, you know, the 10, 15 second ads already done and they just watch the entire thing. Now with YouTube, it's nice because you can actually see, um, you actually see who's watching these videos, just like Instagram. You're going to get to see the three second, 10 second, 30 second watches, how, how long they've watched these. And you can see some pretty good insight on that. Uh, how many people have clicked the link um, ever since Instagram switched to having link clicks. That's another free opportunity for people that are not capitalizing on. So like we moved to, and, and for the first three years in business, we never had online enrollment. You had to come in person to do this. So like we didn't have those quick hitters. Like you had to watch this. Um, and when we took over, I mean, we, our business scaled pretty quickly when we first opened because we bought the gym and it had 384 members. I think we had 1200 within the first like three months. Yeah. So a lot of like new interest, obviously that's going to happen. Uh, but I'd say those link clicks to go, Hey, sign up today. You know, you so, show a post and people are like, Oh, I can just do this right now on my phone really quick. Mm -hmm. Um, very similar, very similar. And we looked into other things like for services and probably heard like click funnels and things like that, but they're ex extremely expensive. It's hard to quantify going into something like that. Sure. Uh, but with those posts, like knowing that we get seven to 900 people that view stories every single day, and you can put a link to sign up for memberships, you know, it's, it's worth, uh, it's worth going into. And that's free. 
And you don't have to have 10,000 followers anymore to have those. Yeah, definitely a good kind of route to go down, especially since 2020. I feel like we're living in a much more digital world and everybody's spending way too much time on their phone, on their computer. And so as business owners, not even just fitness business owners, but just business owners in general, that is definitely like if we're not online, (laughs) we're kind of missing out. Um, on a really great place to advertise our business. And like you said, I think it does make a difference when the content is engaging, um, that it's not something that they just want to like click out of. I personally am a big fan of like testimonials, things like that, that actually grab your attention, um, things that people can relate to. Um, but before we run out of time here, I have a couple more questions in mind that I want to make sure I touch on. Um, the next one that I have is like, what would you guys consider to be your biggest business related challenge? I think it's just as valuable for us to talk about the good stuff and the stuff we're rocking it at as it is the stuff that we're still trying to figure out. Cause no matter how good we're doing, there's always going to be that one thing that we're working on. Um, Oh, I guess I would say we we have had some challenges because, like I said, the area has become a bit saturated in terms of gyms. Yes. We've had another competitor open up a brand new facility, so we're kind of seeing some back and forth, mm-hmm. um, which we did feel a little bit of a hit when that first occurred. And now we're starting to see returning members. And I think that, and this is a good point for any gym owner who is going or getting into gym own, ownership, is that when someone cancels or places services on freeze to never engage in a negative manner. I can't like put more stress on that enough because I, I don't know about you. If you ever cancel membership, I've had a lot of people give me a hard time about it. Um, but we're always like, Hey, we hope to see you again. Best of luck. And we've seen a lot of returning members uh, because of that. So treating your yes. members with respect, whether they're members now or were members in the past. Um, so I think one of the biggest things right now is, is just, again, just scaling back up, sitting at the 1500 mark, but more importantly, not just having 1500 members trying to uh, scale up our EFT, uh, our EFT um, memberships, which our EFT memberships are on the rise. We're starting to see a little bit less of the paid in fulls, which is, which is nice, uh, a little bit easier to kind of evaluate your business and see where you're at. So very much. Yep. Okay. Got it. Um, now, to supplement that question, if you could have, you know, magic wand, all your dreams, all your goals for Upstate Empire Fitness came true, what would that picture look like for the both of you? You go ahead on this one. I want, I'm I'm curious <laughs> to know what your response is. I know where I'm at. So, uh, yeah, I guess like if I have magic wand, I it's probably facility layout. Like if we could just kind of like make we came in and we actually we modified a lot in the facility but if i mean if i had a magic wand i have a few ideas that we just don't have the space for so um but we've made a lot of modifications and and ultimately like we're still doing phenomenal with what we have like it's it's it is to that statement that like if we had a magic wand we could maybe just blow out some rooms here <laughs> maybe we had a conversation last week at our, at our, at our, our a meeting and i was already jacked up calling contractors so there's one of those rooms <laughs> that are coming yeah um and if i had to say uh where i saw this if i if all my dreams could come true i would have three to four more locations in different states at this point um we had a really good that opportunity <laughs> yeah maybe somewhere really warm like maybe somewhere south that'd be nice yeah um, 
so we had a good opportunity to, to, to build, to actually purchase another gym and then COVID struck. And uh, it just, we just said, no, we can't realistically do it through that at this point. So yeah, um, maybe one day, but definitely I'd like to have a couple more locations uh, in, in different areas. And I think uh, if those were, you know, thriving would be, would be in a good shape. So. Yeah. So to make that idea of like multiple gyms down the road a reality, what do you guys really need to focus on here over the next couple of years to make that happen? Um, it's just getting, I, I, at this point, just getting the staff behind you that is re, uh, willing and ready to uh, whether go out and train these people. And and again, continuity is everything when it comes to online and the gym. So if we're going to open up another location, I need to know, and I, and I feel very good right now. It's the best I felt about our staff these people are committed to the gym. They're committed to growth of the gym yeah. uh, and they have literally become family members of mine. Like Kevin is a, a brother to me. So I have uh, a lot of respect for these people and I have a lot of faith in them. So having that and then having the opportunity to, uh, you know, find the right market and mm-hmm. finding the right area. I think lo- obviously location is absolutely key. Um, does our gym fit in that location and, and will it, will it thrive? And then obviously looking at, you know, having the ability to have that online resource and like, okay, how many clients in these areas do we have now on an online standpoint that have asked us, please build a gym here. Um, Looking at that, because that's how online training has worked in the past is one of your friends does it. And then next thing you know, it, you're getting t-shirts and they're in the gym and they're asking, well, what is up Santa Park Fitness? And hey, that's us. Now we're going to build a gym in your area because, you know, and that's kind of how this has happened for us to see how many people we trained within a 30 mile radius of the location that we have now. So, which was uh, a pretty easy, uh, easy choice for us. Okay. Well, I'm really excited to see, you know, how you guys are able to continuously grow with this. I think that the concept and the model is really great. Um, and so want to give you guys a chance to shout out your Instagram, your Facebook, wherever our listeners can go to find you guys online, if they're interested in, you know, following along for the journey. Yeah. You can follow our Instagram page is at Upstate Empire Fitness. Uh, same thing with YouTube. Same thing with uh, TikTok. We got it all. Just put Upstate Empire Fitness and you will find us. We'll be on there. Easy enough to find Brian, Kevin. Thank you both for being here today, for sharing your insight on the industry. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Of course. Listeners, thanks guys for tuning in. Don't forget, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, please hit like and subscribe. And if you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords Podcast, fill out the link in the description. We will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, Head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez. And joining us on the show today is a very special guest. It is the one and only Joe Bim with CrossFit Virilis out of Texas. Joe Bim, what is going on, man? Happy Monday, brother. How are you feeling, man? I'm good. I might, I don't know if I am the one and only, but I might be because I haven't heard too many people with my name. So. <laughs> 
It's apropos. Oh, I love it. He's humble. I love it, man. Look, I'm excited to have you on here today, brother. And uh, look, we're definitely ready to dive into the nitty gritty of what you have going on with CrossFit Virilis here. But, you know, first, I want to take a step back, man, and give you the floor here. I want you to give the viewers a little perspective on, in your words, in your own mind, and how you would describe CrossFit Virilis and what you guys do. Oh, uh, man, we're a typical CrossFit gym. Um, I would say, you know, we really look to meet people uh, where they're at. A lot of our membership base uh is people who either like never worked out or hadn't worked out in years we have a lot of professionals uh we have a little bit of an older crowd um i would say maybe like 10 percent of our membership is 30 or younger um and so we really just try to focus on getting people to play the long game and uh you know, maintain their fitness throughout their years. Uh, it's something that we want people to be able to do like well into their 50s, 60s, 70s. Um, you know, we're not looking to uh, do anything on the competition side or anything like that. Um, but uh, so for the most part, it's just uh, everyday people and we're just trying to get them a little healthier. Yeah, I love that, man. I think that's so important, right? It's just you're in the business of changing lives and it doesn't matter if you're, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, you're going to come in and, and you're going to help them. I love that, man. And, uh, you know, let, let's start with the uh, the bare bones basics here, Jobim. I mean, how many members are you serving currently? About 85. Awesome. And so at, at that number, right, I mean, for you, I mean, what's been the best method of getting those new people through the door? So we start, uh, anybody who. Uh, doesn't have like CrossFit experience. We start them out with our on-ramp program. Uh, so we do four sessions with them, just one-on-one uh, going over basics and whatnot. And it really gives us a chance to get familiar with, you know, what their limitations are, uh, if they have any previous injuries. I mean, we ask them when they sign up, but I mean, it's always good to just kind of see uh, what things they're able to do and what they're not able to do. Um, and, it also gives us a chance to develop a relationship with them, uh, you know, kind of find out, you know, what their job is, you know, do they have kids? Are they married? That kind of stuff. Just get a little personal with them. Uh, and this creates some little bit of trust there. And then, uh, you know, once they're done with those four one-on-one sessions, um, we throw them into our group stuff. And then that way they also have a little bit of an understanding of how the group session flows. Uh, Cause we do it pretty similar to that. Yeah. And I think that that's really important to, to build a community. You have to be able to build those relationships, right? Know them on a personal level. It, it, it's really true. I, I can't agree with you anymore on that. And um, now, you know, you said you're at 85 members here now, but you know, I think this is always a good perspective here too. I mean, let's say leads, traffic, clients, all these things are unlimited here, Jobim. I mean, hypothetically speaking, how much higher can you go? What would maximum capacity look like? I think for our location uh, right now, I think we could probably take maybe another almost double uh, close to like that 150, 160 range. I think at that point, we would kind of be bursting at the seams as far as like, uh, you know, people per session. Uh, we would have to probably start adding some more sessions at that point. Um, but I think probably around that 150, 160 range. Okay. And for you guys to be able to double that do you think it would be to improve marketing 
or would it be to improve the actual conversion, right? From somebody to actually sell somebody into the program? Uh, I think our sales is pretty good. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I'm, I know for sure that, uh, we're close to like 50% or either like right at 50% as far as our conversions go. Uh, we could always probably use some more leads. Um, we just started, uh, doing some Google ads. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Primarily we've just done Facebook ads and word of mouth and we haven't really been like super extravagant on our facebook ads there i think we spend like a hundred dollars a month on them uh mm-hmm. so nothing crazy uh but um i think a little more leads and then as always like retention is always a big thing uh yeah. we are in a pretty uh decent like military community uh so we unfortunately we have a lot of folks who are military who are here for you know a couple months at a time maybe a year and then they get orders and they have to go somewhere else so uh, there's a little bit of that cat and mouse game there, but um, I mean, we could always do better with retention. Yeah. And I think that's inevitable. I mean, it's completely understandable, right? I think you're going to have those who do come and go, especially in a town like where you live in there. I mean, near with, with military base so close, I think it's, it's just inevitable. So nothing to frown upon, right? I think it's true. It's true that you can always get more leads and then retention is probably just important, but nothing to frown upon. So um, now, I always like to ask this to you and get a perspective here, right? Because I mean, Joe, I mean, myself, I was a trainer for a little while and, and having 30, 40 clients was a lot. So having upwards of, you know, 80 here, I mean, how do you manage that? How do you track and how do you know where, you know, someone is on their fitness journey when they started, how long they've been with you? How do you know those metrics? Well, uh, I mean, we have a accounting system, well, a software that we use. Uh, we use PushPress, if you're familiar with PushPress and their system. Um, which does a great job of uh, letting us know if somebody hasn't been in in a week or whatever, you know. Um, and then we also use a, uh, we use Uplaunch, if you're familiar with Uplaunch, yeah. um, that allows us to get a hold of members pretty quickly via text or, you know, if need be, we can give them a phone call. Um, so, nice. and then on top of that, you know, we just have a, a really great staff here. Um, you know, each coach uh, has a, you know, people that they see every day they're you know they're pretty common most of our folks like they stick to whatever session they're going to go to so uh so if they haven't seen somebody in a couple of days you know uh, we'll blast it on our we also use slack so we'll blast it on our yeah staff uh, channels and just kind of get some conversation going like hey we haven't seen so and so has anybody reached out to them so uh there's a pretty good there's a bunch of processes in place to make sure that we're staying on top of folks yeah that's awesome i think when you have that accountability from all sides and have that versatility of accountability that's going to set you aside from a lot of other gyms, right? And, and it's going to maintain that retention to the best of your ability. I think there's almost not at that point, almost no more you can do that other than, you know, just, just some people will come and go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, we reach out to folks pretty consistently and uh, you know, sometimes we just can't get a hold of them. And like I said, you know, a lot of times it's uh, it's our military folks and, you know, for whatever reason they get called out of the country on, you know, and you know, last minute notice, and uh, they're just not able to get in contact with us. So uh, yeah. it's just so, one of those things. Yeah. 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 And I, I'm glad you, you don't, you don't take it as a, as a personal thing. Right. Cause I think in this industry, you can't take things like that personally. Right. It's like people will come, they'll go and it's part of the process. Go ahead, yeah. Learning. Yeah. I, I would, uh, I learned early on that uh, it's not something you can take personal. It's just, uh, you know, people are going to be here and you know, if they're not, then that's just, 
the way it goes. You know, I don't think uh, I don't think Walmart loses any sleep over somebody deciding to <laughs> shop at their other local grocer or whatever. So exactly, you know, it is what it is. exactly. I love that man. That's such a good example. And so, again, ask a little bit of a longer-winded question here, Jobin, but a good question in itself, right? And it's going to kind of correlate with what we've been speaking this entire time. Um, if you need me to repeat anything, by all means, just let me know. So, but it's a good question in itself, right? So, there's about three pillars of business we use pretty predominantly in the fitness and gym industry. Right? We have your lead generation, which is just your marketing, getting people through the door, right? Your acquisition, which is your sales, and then your retention and ascension, which is keeping your clients longer, but getting them to buy more from you in that process. So, Joe, of those three, where do you feel like you could improve the most? Uh, man. I mean, probably, I guess I could say leads, but I mean, I feel like we get uh, pretty consistent leads, uh, maybe getting them in the door. So, uh, maybe it's kind of like that acquisition part because um, we'll get people to fill out the uh, forms online and whatnot, and we'll get their name, email, whatever. But then actually having them show up to discuss like what our membership options look like, all that kind of stuff, that's, that's been a challenge. Um, but once people are here, I feel like we do a pretty good job of uh, converting them into members. Um, I mean, again, I don't have the numbers right in front of me, but I'm pretty okay. sure like out of, out of uh, I would say out of like every 10, we probably sell about four, maybe even five. Yeah. Um, and then uh, as, as far as our retention goes, like I mentioned, um, we do have folks who have been with us our entire eight years. Um, so wow. in some respects, uh, you know, we do a really good job with retention. But then, you know, we have, like I mentioned, with the military crowd or even just other folks, uh, sometimes we'll have folks only be here maybe, you know, six months for whatever reason. I wouldn't say we've ever had anybody uh, – quit because of something we did i would say it's either been moving or they you know kind of gave us a runaround and a list of excuses as to why they couldn't be here anymore yeah never dissatisfied which is good that's good yeah it's and again i think it's 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 in gym sales it's one of the hardest so first i want to say thank you for the honesty and transparency let me just say that first i mean i think it takes a lot to put success to the side right And, and still admit that you can improve in some places I appreciate that. And the viewers appreciate that. But um, to kind of piggyback on your point here, it's you're selling that belief in somebody that they don't have. And that's hard enough in itself, right? And so for them to maintain that belief throughout the whole entire process that they can do that, that they can lose the weight, that they can get to where they want to be. It's pretty difficult. So I think that the fact that you've been able to succeed at that and, and not have anybody be dissatisfied is awesome to see, right? So good stuff there, Joe Bim. And in last two questions for you here, brother, um, you know, my two favorite questions, but I think uh, definitely going to bring a good perspective. I'm curious to see your answers on these two. Um, first one is, what's the bigger picture for you? What are you trying to accomplish long-term? Long-term, I mean, uh, you know, we'd like to have uh, our own facility built out the exact way we want it um, and helping as many people as we can. I don't know if we'd ever put a cap on it. Um, of course, it just depends on the size of our location and the size of our staff and just what we have the bandwidth to accommodate. Uh, but, you know, I, I wouldn't say there's a, I think our long-term goal is just to always provide what we call like a third place. Um, you know, people, at least back in the day, you know, people had 
they would go to work, they would go home, or, you know, they would spend time at like a cheers, you know, kind of like a bar where everybody would hang out with. And so CrossFit gyms have largely become uh, like that third place for people where they somewhere else they can go that's not work or home where people know them by name and uh, where they have like another community that they can rely on. So I think just always being able to provide that and make sure that we're just providing a source of health for people. Uh, I think that's really our long-term goals. Um, beyond that, um, just continue to improve the business however we can. Yeah. Or the product, really. Yeah, a hundred percent. I think that's that's, that's an, an amazing goal, and I think honestly, it, it's just staying consistent, right, and doing what you do best. Um, and this last question is going to be a little bit of like an entertaining question, right? But curious is your response to, um, you know. Jobim, if you could go back in time eight years, right? You started eight years ago. If you can go back mm-hmm. in time eight years ago to when you first started the gym, sit yourself down with the knowledge you have now and give yourself that one piece of advice you think you really need to hear when you first started your gym. What would that advice be for you? Man. Uh, well, I think back then it probably would have been uh, you know, if I'm opening a location, um, it probably would have been like, make sure you have at least 10 or 20 clients already that are like ready to be there day one. Um, you know, like you have contracts and billing info all set up already. Um, so that when you step in the door day one, you have like a little bit of a membership base, even if it's just 10, 20 people. I would say that would probably be the most important thing. You know, uh, CrossFit uh, has a uh, a journal that uh, you know if you if you chat, you don't even have to have an affiliate. If you're just like a level one trainer, you can access the journal whenever you want. Um, and uh, in the journal, there was an article that was written a long time ago, and it had like the t- like a list of ten things to to do to open a successful gym and i want to say like number one on the list was like starting your garage um and i think that's just about like developing you know like your membership base you know at some point you kind of start out with just one person at a time and then uh maybe you know you run out of time because you're so booked uh so you start pairing people together and then at some point you're just bursting out of the seams of your garage um you know like while maintaining your day job um and then at that point you can move into a facility and then you have like a you know a steady base to at least cover you know the expenses of being in a brick and mortar i think that's probably the most important thing um for jim because if you just open a brick and mortar right out and you don't have a membership base um you know, a lot of your decisions are going to be based on making money um, or trying to make money to make sure you can cover that overhead. And um, you're going to make a lot of wrong decisions. When you're making decisions about money, you're just guessing. You're, you're not, you're, you don't really know what's going to really pay off. You're just trying to, you know, throw darts at a board and see what sticks. Um, and when you're making decisions about um, like what's really going to make the product better or a better experience for the people you're training. Um, 
then you that's when you really create something special and you just can't do that if you're worried you just can't do that if you're worried about paying overhead right out of the gate you know especially if you can't cover it um you you're just going to make some bad decisions so uh that's that's kind of how we started uh you know i just opened this facility expecting people to be there and that didn't happen so um you know the first year was really a struggle uh financially um so i think i would have definitely told myself like this is not a good idea you should probably start uh making sure you have like 10 people like signed on the line already like you have their billing information and they're agreeing to pay this much uh for you know month to month or whatever it may be um and uh then you can start then um yeah that would probably be the most because you know a lot of especially today you know people uh the garage the days of training and people in your garage are kind of dead and done it's just not like that anymore I know due to the pandemic, like a lot of people went back into their garages, uh, but you know, people want to be around people. Yeah, people were going crazy like during the pandemic. So, uh, you know, they want to be around people. And then, you know, back now, at least back in the day, it was okay if you had like a grungy, you know, warehouse type of facility. So now I think people have this preconceived notion of like, they want to be somewhere that looks nice, right? And that's understandable. Um, but people opening CrossFit gyms think that that's a necessity. And uh, I would say it's not, you know, I would say you're kind of getting fooled by the, by the bells and whistles. And uh, it's better to just do what you can with what you have and become a really, really great coach who just builds relationships with people. Um, and then once you have that base, you can look about, especially once you're like bursting at the seams, like, if you just like, if I don't get a space, like these people are gonna start training somewhere else at that point, then you can look at opening space. Chobin, that was a mic drop of an answer. That was, that was big. That was big, man. I look, way to close it out there. It's a great place to wrap things up on this episode, Chobin. But before we sign out, please, man, shout out your Instagram, Facebook, website, anything you have. Where can people find out more about you and the gym? Um, I mean, we're at, on all platforms of social media but just uh you know people listening to this if you're not in a crossfit gym find one go to one or you know uh well if you're opening if you're thinking about opening a crossfit gym just start training people at like your local park or garage or whatever you have and just go from there there we go there you go Jim. i appreciate the uh the the whole entire experience today. You're a great guest, man. It was your first one, but you did awesome, but I'll tell you that. Appreciate <laughs> we it. absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast. And I look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road. Uh, if you don't mind sticking around for two seconds, whether just so I can learn how you're going to get the podcast, I'd appreciate it. Just going to sign everybody else out over here. Okay. Awesome. And to everybody else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit that like and subscribe button. And if you want to come in, join us and talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. 
Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's up, Gym Lords? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. My name is Bree. I will be your host today, and I'm here with Bo from Uberzadi in Melbourne, Florida. What's up, Bo? How are you today? Great. How are you? Awesome to be here. Awesome. Thank you for taking the time to join us. I appreciate it. You're welcome. All right. So let's jump into the details without wasting any time. What is it that made you want to start your own business, own your own business? How did you get into this whole thing? What's what's the quick backstory there? So a long story short is uh, graduated college, went to school for uh, sports medicine, uh, was wanting to be a physical therapist, athletic trainer is what I got my degree in sports medicine, health and human performance. But it was uh, a route that I didn't see myself uh, taking from uh, the long term. And so I decided to stem off and go more of the strength and conditioning route because a lot of the background athletic training is strength and conditioning um, and human performance. And so what I did was graduated college, packed up, uh, moved to Alaska, um, had just gotten married, moved up to Alaska and started with a company called Acceleration. And it was a franchise type um, situation where you bought the franchise, but you were allowed to run it like you wanted to run it within certain stipulations. And I kind of fell in love with the concept that, you know, this is something that I see myself doing for a long period of time. I was very passionate about it because you were impacting young athletes and seeing changes in young athletes. And at the same time, I was training myself in that manner. And I started seeing a change in myself and my confidence had changed. And I thought, you know what? I think this is something that I want to do long-term, take it to um, smaller communities throughout the United States and, you know, basically, you know, middle type America, small town communities. And so I decided to do that and took the leap of faith and started Acceleration Alaska, grew that uh, for about eight years, moved uh, out of Alaska and then moved back to my home state of New Mexico and started a facility in New Mexico and Colorado in the hopes of, growing the business to, you know, put in other facilities across the, the nation with people just like me that were like, you know, I, I don't want to be, you know, uh, beholden in a normal gym type setting. I want to own my own business. I want it to be private. I want it to be um, exclusive. And that was, that was well before, you know, this was 1998. So well before any of the, the, what do you call them? The small um, boutique type gyms were opening up at the time. That's kind of what my concept was, is it's a private setting. It's a private membership. You have to be um, training with me exclusively, either one-on-one or in small group settings. If you were an athlete, athletes would come in as a team type setting and that's where it started and it's been successful. And I've had a facility in Northern New Mexico, Colorado, um, North Central Florida, and now we're here in Melbourne with a whole new concept called Uber's Audience. So in the long, you know, short of it, that's kind of where I started and how, I, how I've grown the businesses. 
Got it. Okay. So are those other locations that you had initially started, are those still open and operating under the other name or what's no. So I, I, you know, when, when early on, I remember someone telling me that, you know, you start a business to sell a business. Mm -hmm. That's, that's just kind of the concept that some people, I mean, they may not understand or they don't um, actually follow. They just want to maintain, but mm -hmm. I've always was told that you start a business, build the business, right? You're at your peak, right? And it's boom, you sell it. And so Acceleration was sold to a company in Alaska called the Alaska Club because they saw the success of what we were having with the athletes. And Alaska Club was a big um, gym, right? They had, you know, 15 different locations, your typical type gym setting. Um, and so they, they bought us out. I left Alaska and then opened my facility in New Mexico. And it was close to the Colorado border, uh, which is about five miles away. And so probably at that point in time, 85% of my clientele um, athletes um, were coming in from Colorado where they were making the trek in from Colorado to come to the facility in New Mexico. Um, and then I started thinking to myself that I would probably be more successful. So we closed uh, my facility in New Mexico and it was called Rocky Mountain uh, Performance and Fitness. Closed that carried that concept over into Colorado, opened another facility in Colorado, just called it Rocky Mountain Performance because I was going to solely focus more on athlete performance. Um, so in 2013, so that built that, built that up over a seven-year period um, and found an individual who was actually an ex-athlete of mine that wanted to do what I was doing, saw the concept of it, and so I sold him that facility and our name and the concept of it he took that over we moved to florida and then i started with another company called uh mountain river physical therapy and we opened a facility called um iap or innovative athletic performance worked there for probably five years and it's still operational and then i started um with another group um and my current business partners right now who um opened my eyes to a new concept of athletic performance and so we started a company called uberzati and that's where we stand today got it okay all right so you've been on quite the journey to get to where you are right. today <laughs> um now how do you structure things within the facility do you offer group classes semi-privates one-on-ones what does the structure look like currently at uberzati it's basically i mean it's the same um structure that i started so long ago um it's a it's a private facility um, it's a space within a larger facility and the larger facility that's basically wrapped around us is a gym type setting training, training um, membership based where you, they, it's 24 24 7 and but our concept is still uh, membership driven but it's more private membership you can't just walk into the doors and you know start working out or jump on one of the high performance treads and do a speed workout everything is very structured um, we do offer one-on-ones if somebody wants to come in and train like they like we do the athletes we offer one-on-one -on -one or you know semi-private but overall our bread and butter is the athletes and team type training where they'll start in you know summer it's uh, slam right and we work with all the different sports it's not just one sport we're not a sport specific facility we're strictly athletic performance and speed development based and it's a membership where they can come in as an individual get within the system right and they pay a separate membership fee or you can come in as a team setting 
And then there's different rates for teams that come in as a whole, anywhere from groups of 10 up to 30. And so um, that's how it works. We work with a lot of the, we work with FIT, which is the, the uh, Florida Institute of Technology. They come in and train with us as a team. That could be, and then we've got a couple of uh, softball organizations, baseball organizations, definitely work with all the high schools. There's probably, I don't know, seven or eight high schools we work with in what we consider Brevard County. Um, and so that's how we have structured it. And that's how I've structured it for, you know, since uh, 1997 in Alaska when we opened up Acceleration. So mm-hmm. it's the same concept and it's, you know, the way I see it, it's been very effective. Um, it is effective. It's a great way to um, keep it, keep it private, but also make money doing it and expand the brand. And so it's, you know, it's like I said, it's been almost 25 years since I've been doing it and it, it works. So, you know, if it's broke, don't fix it type situation. And we're going to expand and grow and go into other facilities and other locations is what our plan is to expand the brand. Got it. Okay. And how many athletes are you currently serving at the facility? So peak, um, we've been, we opened our doors, um, in February of 20, uh, no 21. And we, uh, hit our top, uh, number in the summer and we were right at 400 plus athletes running through the system from, June to the end of August. August is always a kind of a downtime, you know, athletes, you know, football starts, volleyball starts, kids are going back to school, summer vacations are over, right? Everybody's getting back in and then we'll start building back up in September with basketball, with baseball, with softball. And that's how the, this is how it flows with, within the athlete performance world, right? Is there's different seasons, right? Mm-hmm. So that's, that's what we, we key on. So September we'll have another spike, That'll go until December. And as you know, once December hits, right, you got, you know, the good old excuse of, oh, I've got, you know, Christmas parties and I'll just start in the the new year. But once the new year hits, right, boom, we start with our uh, winter athletes and our spring athletes. And so it's always, it's a revolving door. And it's, that's the cool thing about athletic performance, right, is you're always going to have athletes. There's always going to be athletes and parents, right? want the best for their, want their best for their, um, their kids, right. Or their athletes. And they're going to come in and they're going to try to make them better. And that's what we do is we can, you know, we, 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 we want to be community based and it is based on community. It's yes. At the end of the day, we all want to make money, but at the end of the day, what's most important is developing a good solid reputation within the community because we truly care about our athletes, you know, getting better, not, you know, they may not, we may not get them to a division one type level, but what we hope to do is right make them the best possible athlete that they are capable of being, right? We can get elite level athletes in here and we will have elite level athletes, right? And they will go on to an elite level state, but overall that, 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 you know, the, the freshman year to the uh, senior year is a big deal for a lot of kids. And if we can just make them better within that time frame, and they don't go off to play college, but we make an impact within the community, then that's, that's what, what we're about. And that's what I've always been about for the longest time. It's why I started doing what I, what, what, I, what I've been doing because I saw a way of training athletes um, in a different way, in a different light than, you know, anyone else was doing at the time. Mm-hmm. And, so, and we're still that way too, right? You know, 25 years after the fact. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, absolutely. So now as far as growth goes, expansion, other locations, getting to the next level of growth, how are you going to get there? How are you getting the word out there about what it is that you do to 
grow so and scale. Initially, when we sat down, it was like, okay, we're going to do a, um, we want to put an Uber Zotti in different locations through, you know, throughout the United States. Well, we, we started with that concept and that mindset is, okay, we can make an Uber Zotti work. But what, what the fact is, is number one, that that's difficult because you can't monitor what people are doing within your system, right? And, you know, we can put an Uber Zotti in and say, okay, here, this is what you need to do. Here's the equipment. This is what you have to do, right? But they still have to be accountable. And so trying to find the right people to do that just didn't work. So we took another step, right? And the way we operate is we use um, high-performance uh, treadmills, okay? And on those high-performance treadmills, a long time ago, we developed protocols, speed protocols, level one, level two, and level three, because these, these it's a periodized, systematic approach to speed development, right? So we thought, okay, what we're going to do is we want to be just drop in those product protocols within gyms across the United States. I come in, I do the education, show them exactly how to run the protocols, and they have the system there, right? They have the treads, right? They have the system. Once they understand the system and education, then at that time, we can monitor that. We don't care. If you want to do your own strength program, you want to do your own dry land training program, your ground-based program, whatever it is you want to do, right? The only thing we require you to do is to follow the systematic approach, which we've already developed over the past 25 years. We know it works. We know it's solid. We know we have the numbers. We know what it can do for athletes. Here it is, right? Take this, expand that. It's a blueprint, all right? Take that blueprint, use those high-performance treadmills, all right? And then move and through the system. And your athletes have a, I mean, from the time they're freshmen to seniors, you can, those athletes can go through level one, level two, level three, and that systematic approach and make a huge impact, not only for themselves, but for their community and for their teams. And that's how Uber Zotti is going to expand. It's not just drop in a gym, all right, here's some equipment, right? Because at that point in time, it becomes way more expensive, okay? Because what we were going to do is we're going to purchase the equipment. We're going to purchase the treads. We're going to put all our, you know, make it look like HQ, right? But then on what we didn't realize was you have to have the right people to run it effectively. And if you don't have the right people, and you know just as well as I do, if the wrong people are in place and they don't um, understand the system, then it's just not going to work. And we end up being, you know, repo experts at the end of the day, losing money. We'd have to go repo the equipment. We don't want to do that. With this, it's an easy approach. It's just get the levels and the protocols, get those from us. You cannot run the system without our permission, right? You buy those protocols and it's an annual licensing fee to buy those protocols and we can keep and track and monitor the progress of the athletes. And that's the expansion of Uber's audience. That's the easiest way to do it. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're doing. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, to sum it up, repeatable systems, that's right? That's yeah, I mean, that, that's right. That's, that's when you think about it, right? It's Think of all the great, um, you, know, you could use McDonald's as an example, right? McDonald's is the same McDonald's everywhere in the, in the world. I mean, things may change, right? But every system has some kind of, you know, that's the thing about the protocols. The protocols are set, right? We have level one, level two, level three. We're developing level four. We're developing physical therapy protocols, right? We know it works because that's what we do best. We're staying in our lane. Okay, right. that's, that's where I think a lot of... Um, I think owners or gym owners or just general people in general, they, they try to do too much at one time, right? And it just, it, it's too much. I always say, do the thing you do best. And what we do best, right, 
is the protocols and the high performance treadmills. Nobody does it better than us in the world, right? We know what we're doing with that. And so here, do this, right? And then after that, you do whatever you want, right? You do your own strength program and it's repeatable, right? Year after year, month after month, day after day, however you want it for a long period of time from the athlete to the time they're freshmen to seniors. Even when they get into college, they can still come back and repeat those same protocols, right? Because they know what they're doing at this point in time and their body remembers that. That's the right. cool part about it. It's repeatable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what you need to be able to scale. There are so many gym owners that get into situations where they're doing everything, but they don't necessarily have a process or a system in place to get it done. And then they're stuck. It's like the golden handcuffs. You can never get out of the gym. You can never scale and get to that next level, open another location because you have no systems in place. You have no protocols. You have no repeatable processes in place for somebody else to be able to come in and do what you're doing. And if you don't have that, you can't grow. That's exactly right. And that's, I think, the biggest mistake. And I, I, um, I'm constantly, you know, we, we have a full staff here and I'm constantly telling them, right, is you have to do everything right. We, you have the system, right? Athletes walk in the door, you do A, you do B, you do C and you do D. If they're not doing that, then the system breaks down, right? And once, and it's those, and if you let those little things just go and go and go, then they turn into big problems, right? It's not the big problems that affect you, you know, right away. It's the buildup of those little problems, right? And it's, and it has a lot to do with professionalism that, that drives me crazy within the industry is I know you're a gym owner, right? And I know, you know, you want to get in and sometimes it's good to get in there, pick it up, put it down, right? Have that gym mentality. But at the same time, if you want to grow your business, you have to have the system. You have to be professional. Your facility has to be clean. You have to be clean. You have to be educated and you have to be knowledgeable, right? Mm -hmm. You get, you, if you stop trying to learn right and educate yourself you're never going to gain that knowledge you don't gain that knowledge you're never going to be wise okay to what is the most effective uh, way to run the system so it's education knowledge then you gain wisdom you can't have wisdom right right away it takes mm-hmm. time and it takes a process you don't have that process you're done right yeah and it may last one to two be- years right but by that third year right we all know that third year if you don't get to that third year you're done mm-hmm. right? you get to that most what, don't yeah, if they think, okay, man, this is great. I'm going to open up a gym. There's, you know, but I have no plan, right, whatsoever or a process of a business, right? And by the third year, we all know, I, I think within a year, most businesses, 85% of most businesses fail because they don't have that process. Just, I'm going to open up something and um, do what I've been doing and, you know, boom, go and boom, they fail, right? right. It takes a long time and it takes a lot of grinding. And, um, that, you know, that's the hard part. What most people won't want to do is the, is the, the grind is you got to get the three years, you get the three years, man, you can get the five years, you get the five years, then you got to get that seventh year. You get that seventh year. Boom. Now you can expand and you can grow. Right. I mean, I've been doing this for 25 years. I'm, you know, I've had tons of ups and downs and mm-hmm. especially within the industry. Right. I've seen everything. Right. So mm-hmm. yeah, you got to get to that seventh year and it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of effort and it takes a lot of money to get to that seventh year to be successful. Most people don't see it that way. If they're not successful in three years, they're like, ah, it's just not working and boom, you're done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of that comes with keeping an open mind as well, right? It's like you absolutely. talk about learning. Most people stand in their own way as far as learning the necessary skills or approach to get them to that level because they think they've got it all figured out. That's right. Put right. the, the, what drives me crazy within this industry, right, is 
um, the egos within this industry are unbelievable, right? And no, it's those egos, right? Put your ego aside, put your pride aside, listen to somebody, right? You may not agree with them, but at least just listen to what they have to say, right? Gain the experience on the education and the knowledge of what they have. And then you're either going to agree with it or you're going to disagree with it, right? But at least have an open mind, right? It's not like my way or the highway. You get that mentality, you're done, right? I'm constantly learning, right? Speed is an and athletic performance is an ever-evolving, just like anything, right? There's new technologies coming out, and you got to weed through the new technologies. you got to weed through different systems and different processes to get to the right knowledge. So, mm-hmm. you know, put your ego aside, right? Right, exactly. And, you know, that's the thing. And especially when we talk about sales, right? People don't like to associate sales with the gym for some reason, right? It's like people a lot of people who own gyms, it's like, they don't even look at it as a business, right? right? It's like, they don't look at it as a business for whatever reason. And it's like, this is the only industry that people are willing to work way more hours and make way less money than you would working 40 hours for somebody else, making a really good paycheck, right? For some reason, they don't associate it with a business and making sales, to keep your doors open and standing in their own way and not being open and willing to learn the processes that they need to learn to get people in the doors to um, sell them into memberships, right? And and transfer the belief of what you're doing and how it's gonna solve their problem. They just don't take the time to learn those skills and you know, then their doors end up closing. And it's like, well, you know, we've got to realize that this is a business at the end of the day. And these are skills that we need to learn to be able to keep the business open, regardless of the type of business that it is. Still, it's I I have a perfect example of that is when we sold our business in Colorado. Right. The the uh, gentleman that bought the the facility from us. Right. He had absolutely everything he needed. Right. He had a full client list. He had all the protocols. He had a system in play, right? But in his mind, right, it's already set. I don't have to work and make this. He turned it into, I think he bought it thinking it was just going to continue making money, right? Mm -hmm. Without really putting any effort into it. So I think what he bought it for was as a hobby. That's a pretty damn expensive hobby, right? For what we sold that facility for, right? And within what took me really seven years to build up to be into the black he lost it within nine months. Yep. Nine months he lost it because he wasn't willing to go. I mean, you, you it, it's like I said, when I say it's a revolving door, right, is they're not just going to come into the facility. I don't care how great you are. You know, it, it takes you a long time to build up the reputation where people will fly in to come and see you. It takes a long time. They're not just going to come into your doors, especially when you first start. And he was unwilling to go out. I would, when I was running, right, I would draw a one hour circle on a map around my facility. And within that one hour time frame, I went to every single high school, personally, wrote emails, right? That's the thing about, don't just make phone uh, cold calls and emails, right? You Once you get in front of somebody and you show them, one, how passionate you are, two, um, you're educated, you're not stupid, you understand um, certain processes and you get in front of them and you can show them your, your product and what you're capable of doing, Okay. Mm -hmm. You have to do that. They're not just, and I'm constantly telling my sales guys, you have, it's a revolving door. 
when, okay, all right, let, we're going to start in June and August with our summer athletes, but by the time uh, July 1st hits, you better be starting contacting and getting the um, collaboration and the relationship with the, the basketball coaches, your fall sport coaches, right? Once you get those and they're in the door, right? And then you have mm -hmm. to work on spring. Once you get into spring, you got to work in fall. And it's just constant, 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 constant. Because I learned a long time ago, right? It doesn't matter really what you do with a team the year before, right? I had a team that won a um, state championship in basketball for the first time in school history. And I was like, I laid back and I was like, you know what? They're going to come to me now, right? Everybody knows what they did, why they did it, how they did it, blah, blah, blah. And mm -hmm. sure as shit, right? What had happened? I didn't get a single athlete from that school. Why? Because I was arrogant enough to think that, oh, yeah, they, they did this and they were successful that they're going to come back in, right? Well, mm -hmm. it's a different group of kids. It's a different uh, group of uh, clientele that come in that door every day, right? If right. you're not professional, you're not knowledgeable, you're not clean, right? Um, and you're not educated, you're not going to make anything work. Right. At the end of the day. And you mm -hmm. have to run it like a business. It's not yes. a hobby, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah. successful, and you know, I mean, I can't imagine how many people you've talked to, right? The most mm -hmm. successful gyms, the most successful people in this industry, right, are the ones that run this place like a business. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I used to have a kickboxing facility and a similar thing happened to it. I mean, I had scaled the business to $100,000 a month. I left, somebody else came in thinking the business makes $100,000 a month, there it is. right? Just on its own, right? right? As soon as I stepped out, those numbers went down, you know, oh. because the time, the effort, it wasn't being put in, you know? And then the people, they don't want to spend as much on advertising. And it's like, well, do we have to spend as much on advertising? And it's like, well, if you have it set up properly and you're getting three to one, five to one returns on ad spend, the more you spend, the more you're going to make. If you want to spend less, the less people you're going to reach, the less you're going to make. You know, it's like these things that seem so obvious, like the more time that you put in, the more money you're going to make. You know, the more money you spend to get the word out there to more people, the more money you're going to make. You know, it's like, but they just think that, okay, here it is. You know, if you build it, they will come. The doors are open. Here we go. Yeah, you know, we and crickets, right. We got crickets. Yeah. They open the doors without doing any of their research, right? You, I mean, so when we, it goes back before we opened um, our uh, main facility here in Melbourne, right? We started a satellite place, right? Mm -hmm. In a little locale. I mean, it was nothing spectacular at all, right? But we wanted to see what the reaction was going to be to our type of and system of training, right? Mm -hmm. We didn't just say, okay, we're going to uh, put, uh, you know, $500,000 into this, you know, beautiful new facility and open the doors and let's see what happens. By that time, you're in big trouble, right? You have to do your due diligence, right? Mm -hmm. And then most people don't do their due diligence, right? It's they think they have a great idea and it, it's a great idea, right? But if nobody knows about your great idea, right? And, and there's no marketing, there's no anything just like you're talking about. Yeah. If you build it, they will come. No, that's not the case, right? That's a movie, right? Right. right. Exactly. Well, you can't be the best kept secret in town and yeah. uh, expect to be <laughs> that's successful, exactly right. that's exactly you know? Right. So, yeah, and it's it's frustrating, you know, sometimes having conversations with people that rely so heavily on systems that really don't work, but then they keep repeating the same thing over and over and just hoping for a different result or crossing their fingers uh, that, you know, next month more people will walk in the door when really that's just not the reality, right? So it's, uh, it's tough. 
It is tough. And the, the industry, you know, I don't know the industry numbers, but from what I've seen, it's still growing. It's still expanding. It's a multi-billion dollar industry, right? Mm -hmm. And it almost seems like, you know, what's sad about it is, you know, people are, you know, the obesity rate in America is still skyrocketing. It's still high. So it sounds like to me is, yeah, we're, we're still growing in this industry, but we're not making an impact. Right. And, you know, why are we not making that impact? And it's usually because we're trying to repeat the same things over and over expecting a different result. And we're not getting different results, right? Very few of us, right, are getting different results. And that, that few um, is few and far in between. Mm-hmm. And that's, and the industry is a big industry, but it still caters and does things that just don't work. Right. Yeah. Which is, which is why I think, you know, I, I've been able to do this for, you know, such a long time, right. Is everything's ever evolving, right. You have to take, you know, something you, you see one thing, right. You pull from that and you think, okay, I'm going to take a bit from that. Right. I'm going to take a bit from this. Okay. Does this make sense? No, that doesn't make sense. Okay. Let's pull from here. Right. Let's take this, figure it out, right? Start, you know, go to, you know, do your research, go to the shows, go to the seminars, right? And, and it's, once again, it goes back to the education. What is working? What's not working, right? We know that's not working. So why the, why, why the hell are we doing that? That doesn't work, right? Do something right. that works. Take what works, put it together, right? Take that, that works. That's, that's how you evolve and that's how you develop things. You know, that, that's how I developed the protocols. That's how I developed my system, right? I just didn't wasn't this genius standing in the middle of uh, acceleration Alaska like oh my god and in a, a lightning bolt and god said to me this is what you're going to do no right i took the education from the people who were teaching me right i, I like that okay i'm going to add that in oh you know what i thought about this let's add that in and then over time you evolve that and you change it then that's when the system and the process comes into play and the most successful ones do that on a constant and consistent basis mm-hmm. exactly yeah it's constantly changing evolving which causes you to constantly have to adapt and that's the first step you know it's like a lot of people are just not willing to adapt it's like they have this idea in their head they of course when you open a business you create a vision for the business right but just because you create that vision doesn't always necessarily mean that that's exactly what the customer wants right right so it's like being a open-minded a little bit to the to to what the customer actually wants so that you can stay open and make money is important but a lot of the time people get so caught up on exactly what they want to do even if the customer doesn't want what they're doing and they're not willing to change and it's like that's when business is closed you know right it's i mean and that's and 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 you know i I, when i go and i speak and i talk to people especially within our system and how i educate and you know how we educate is the first thing I'll tell them is number one is I'm educating you and giving you the knowledge because right. I've made absolutely every possible fucking mistake, right. You can possibly make using this type of technology that we're, you know, um, telling you about today, every possible mistake to the point where I almost lost my business starting in New Mexico. And I had to think, okay, because I thought, you know, when I first, what I, what I was doing, I was like, I mean, God, that's a, awesome idea without even thinking outside, right? I just stayed in my box. I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. This is going to work. I know it's going to work. Well, lo and behold, it wasn't working. Right. And I was, I got to the point where, 
you know, I almost knew I was gonna lose my business if I didn't change. So what did I do? Get on the phone, make some phone calls, ask questions. Okay, I okay, that's why it's not working. Okay, take that once again, taking things and reevaluate, step back and think, okay, I have to stop doing what I'm doing, right? And when I made that change, right, then I developed, you know, something different and moved forward with it, right? If I would have just stayed in my lane and just said, okay, this is how I'm gonna do it from here on out, I would have gone bankrupt. No doubt. No doubt, right? But you have to you have to have that mindset and be willing to say, you know what? I fucked up. I'm wrong, right? And that's hard right. for a lot of people to set that ego aside and the pride, right? Thinking you know better, right? And that goes back to saying, and that's what I tell everybody, I made absolutely every possible mistake you can make so that mm-hmm. you don't make that same mistake. Here's right. what you need to do. Yes. Right? And take it, right? And use what I'm telling you. And once again, you may take what I have, right? And you take one piece or you may take two pieces and you add it into what you're going to do, right? And then then that's how you grow, right? Mm-hmm. But you got to put your ego aside and, and move forward. If you don't, but you're done. You're done. Right. Yeah, a lot of people fail because they just won't make that change. Mm-hmm. Or they're doing the same thing that, I always say that, you're doing the same thing everybody else is doing. You have to be different. You have to set yourself apart, right? And the way we say it here is you have to think literally, outside the box and we started a conference called outside the box right bring in these individuals that you know you listen to them you're like my god that is woo, that's crazy but then you think okay well that actually makes some sense if you just listen to them right that makes some sense let's bring them into the fold and see what they have to say right once again we begin to educate ourselves right we're not saying that what we're doing is a hundred percent solid no that's right. not the case the mm-hmm. development of relationships and friendships within the industry is how you move forward. And most people won't do that, right? They go to shows, right? And they'll walk around and they'll go to the lectures, right? But they'll, they won't do anything with the lectures. The hardest thing to do when you go to lectures or you go to shows or you go to seminars is actually walking up to the person, right? That is actually speaking and trying to start a relationship. They may mm-hmm. just blow you off completely and say, whatever, right? Because they got so many people. But at times that one individual, right? Can actually have a huge impact not only on, your, on you personally, right, but on your business in the long run. And that's happened to me time and time again. And we're huge on that, right, is develop relationships. If you mm-hmm. don't develop relationships in this business, I mean, yeah, you need to develop good relationships with your clients and your athletes, right? But you also have to develop uh, relationships with people within the industry who have been successful. Right. right? They're up at the, uh, on these stages speaking. They're on podcasts speaking. They're doing things because they've done things right. Just Go and ask them questions. If you don't ask questions, you're right. Once again, you're going to continue that cycle. And like I said, if I hadn't asked the right questions, I would have lost my business in 2005 without a doubt. Without mm-hmm. a doubt, I would have lost my business. And I, knew right. that, I know that now, right? Because mm-hmm. I, I was willing to just say, all right, you know what? I fucked up. Stupid, right? There was a long time there where I was like, yeah, no, this is how we're going to do it. This is how we're going to do it, right? And finally, you're just like, yeah, no, that's not going to work. So you have to change. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And that's something that gets lost a lot of the time is the fact that everybody in this industry is fighting the same fight, right? Earlier, we just talked about the fact that there are plenty of people that need health, fitness in their life in some capacity, right? A lot of times gym owners are just afraid to make connections in the industry because they see it as competition a lot of the time. And I was just having a conversation yesterday with a gym owner who was afraid to raise his prices because a gym owner down the road had a lower price. 
right? And then it ends up being a race to zero rather than a race to the top, right? And it's right. like, well, I wish she would just raise her prices because then I could raise my prices. And it's like, well, why don't you just raise your prices? And then, you know, maybe she'll level up sometime. But I mean, we need to look at the value here. You know, he could go on and on for 10 minutes about how his value that he provides is so much more than the other gym owner, right? And it's like, if you raise your prices and everybody else in the industry starts to raise their prices, then things all start to go in the right direction. Whereas a lot of the time it's the other way, right? It's like, well, I got to compete with so-and-so, so I'm going to go a little lower. I'm going to undercut here. I'm going to, you know, and it's, it ends up going the other way all together. Right. But it's like, for some reason, we just can't get out of that mindset. Yeah, it's, I mean, competition is a good thing. Right. But like mm -hmm. I said, stay in your lane, do what you do is best. I think that's where most people go wrong, especially in a private type setting like we, we're, we're in. Right. Mm -hmm. Is you can't be all things all the time yep. at one time. Right. And, you know, we, we you know, when we're, we're here. Right. Everybody knows how to run our, our system. Right. But we have a specific strength guy. You're doing you're doing strength. Why? Because that's what you're best at. Stay in your lane. That's what you're best at. We have a ground strength guy. That's what you're best at. That's your experience. That's what you're best at, right? And we all come together. We take knowledge. We share knowledge. And, and, and then that's how you grow with a, with a good staff. But you, one thing, too, is you can't, you know, and I used to get into that mindset, too, where it's, okay, man, I, I don't need to charge this guy. Or one thing I've learned is when you give shit away for free, right, most of the time, 95% of the time, you don't get nothing in return. Mm -mm. And it took me and my business partners a long time to remember that, right? Oh, you want a system? Okay, you know what? Here, take the system, give it a shot for a while. Well, I mean, and, it, and, and this has been a long time, right, is you can't give things away for free, not in um, a private type setting because the return on your investment is never going to be the same. And no. people don't appreciate it, right? And I've gotten to the mindset now, all right, but it, it, back up a little bit but it's taken me a long time to get to this place where i'm thinking you know right if you want me to come out and you want me to help and train your athlete you know what i'm going to charge it's not an ego thing right but i'm going to charge what i think i'm worth at this point in my career it wouldn't have been what i charged you know 20 years ago right but now at the point of my career but you have to build up to get to that point where you can do something like that Mm -hmm. right? and then People will see your worth like, okay, that's what he wants. That's what, okay, that's what we're going to give you. And you go from there. But once again, you, you have to build up that reputation by, you know, like I said, the third, the fifth, seventh year, but you have to build that reputation through knowledge, um, education, knowledge, be professional. That's the biggest key I can tell anybody is just be professional for crying out loud. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's not hard to clean your facility, right? Clean the facility, make it look beautiful, right? It still has squat racks and it's still got kettlebells and all this, but you know, those kettlebells are spotless, right? The squat racks, there's no dust on them, right? Your floor, it's perfectly spotless, right? Everything is clean. You're clean, right? You look clean. You look professional, right? You don't look sloppy. You don't want to be your, you know, I hate the stereotypical, what we get as personal trainers, right? I hate the, the term personal trainers. When people ask me what I do, right? And they say, oh yeah, he's a personal trainer. Oh, I, I hate, I'm not a personal trainer. I'm not a personal trainer, right? I'm, I'm, I'm not that, right? I'm not coming out of college trying to make a, a living to, to you know, that's not what we do. And so, but it's, it takes, it takes the grind and it takes the time to get to a certain point where you can, you know, be successful and start making an impact on your community. But once again, it takes the time 
the education, the knowledge, the relationships. I can't stress relationships more. And honestly, at the end of the day, it's not what you know, it's who you know. And those people will help you, right? Most people are really good people. You just have to talk to them. That's the thing. And they'll, they'll help you. you know? Most people, yeah. people are beautiful. Good. Most people are good human beings mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Right. No. Absolutely. No. Completely no. agree. So as we start to wrap up here, where can the listeners find you on social media? So social media, the best place to find us on social media, uh, Uber Zadi. Um, the cool thing is um, our operations director has got us to a million viewers on TikTok. Awesome. So, yeah. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, I, I'm old, right? Um, I don't understand the social media thing a lot, right? But it does help quite a bit. But TikTok um, at Uberzadi and Instagram at Uberzadi. Uh, myself personally at bo.chavez.performance is my personal account. But if you want to see really how we operate and what we've been doing for a long time, go to uh, the Uberzadi um, Instagram and TikTok and you'll see what we can do. Perfect. Yeah. Right. Awesome. Awesome. So Bo from Uberzadi and Melbourne, Florida. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. It's been great having you on the show. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Talk soon. Absolutely. To all the listeners out there, make sure that you subscribe so that you'll be updated on future episodes of the show. In the meantime, keep killing it out there and we will catch you on the flip side. Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.